Guess what, Jeff? What's up, Drew? So we actually are now on Stitcher.com. You can find the Fat Guys Fantasy Football Podcast there. What, what, what? I know, right? So it's even more exposure for us, for our listeners. Make sure that you go and check that out, especially you Android users when you're in your car listening to us on the phone. This is a perfect spot for you to go and to do what else? Download automatically. Download automatically by subscribing to our show. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, guys. Let's get in the show. I love how they have, like, Washington's listed Matt Jones questionable with an illness when he's probably going to be a healthy scratch that game, just like he has been for the last, last, like the last three weeks. No one cares that Matt Jones has a fucking tummy ache. Fantasy Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fat Guys Fantasy Football. My name is Drew. I'm always joined by my co-host Jeff. How are you today, Jeff? What up, yo? What up, yo? We're the not-so-fat fat guys here to help you finish first and crush your league. On today's show, we'll do a Thursday Night Football recap, headlines, notable injuries, a weather report, uh, the week 15 starts and sits, and then we will get out of here. Uh, just a quick reminder, wherever you listen to this podcast, please write us a review. Uh, we've said it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. We would very much appreciate if you would do that for us, folks. Uh, and we need to get kind of through this show today, Jeff, because uh, there's a game tonight. There is a game tonight. We need to get this online as soon as possible so that if anybody wants to listen to what we have to say as far as starts and sits, they know uh, whether or not we put anybody into that starts and sits from the game this evening. The um, Dolphins versus the Jets. That's right. It is a uh, really exciting game for so everyone no. who's <laughs> not a Jets and a Miami Dolphins player. Um, you know One what? One exception. One exception. Well, I have two exceptions. I have Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know where you're going with it, but I know where I went. And so there might be, you might want to play somebody. Uh, let's get a show. What do you say? Yep. Cool. So the Thursday Night Football recap, this is going to be quick because honestly, what a shit game that was. I mean, it's Thursday Night Football back to what it's been. Right. It's been the end of the mean. As Richard Sherman put it, the, the poopy games or poop or shitty kind of, I remember how he put it. Oh, God. Crap fest. That's what it was. Well, that's nice. That's very Stanford of him. So, um... Yeah, I mean it was a it was a terrible game. We kind of knew going in. The Rams come out. They've uh, lost their head coach. You got Fossil, who was on the sideline. You could tell that he was like intense when he was like before the kickoff. He was like trying to get his guys fired yeah. up, and then they went three and out immediately. And you could see Fossil like shit. We're in trouble. Which is just like Fossil was when he was a head coach. Well, wait, was this uh, is this the Fossil that was a head coach? I believe so. Mm. I Jim Fossil, yeah, known for his defense, not his offense. Why did I think so? Somebody was saying that if the name is familiar, it's because his dad is. And I thought they said Jim Fossil. Was it Jim Fossil who was doing this for the LA Rams? I believe it was Jim Fossil. Who was I'll, take, LA Rams. I'll take a look. Is this his kid? Uh, John Jim, Fossil. John. Yeah. So it's not Jim. It's John. Yeah, John. Yeah. Um, Jay Fossil. Thanks, Fossils, for fucking us all up. Yeah, well, I just wanted to say that John was looking very intense, and then he realized very quickly that he was uh, he was in over his head maybe right away. And it's not necessarily him. It's I mean, there's a lot of personnel issues that are on that team right now. Plus, you're just taking over a shit team. It's a shit team. Yeah. So. I mean, they were obviously they were they won four games on the year coming into this matchup. Right. So I mean, yeah. Fossil could be a good coach, and we wouldn't know it right now. Well, they were definitely overmatched. I think that the final score ended up being something like 24 to 3. Right. Uh, Seattle, I mean, it's not like they came out and crushed them like they probably should have, although it wasn't like they needed to. No, they made some of the plays that they needed to. It was nice to see Russell Wilson have a bounce back game here because he very much did. 
Taylor Lockett, fighting Taylor Lockett for the 57-yard touchdown. Dougie Baldwin gets in the end zone. Of course, Richard Sherman blew up two plays earlier when they tried to throw the ball from one yard out. Right. Acted like a giant fucking baby. Yep. Uh, maybe he should learn to be a shutdown corner in the NFL before he starts trying to be a defensive co- or an offensive coordinator. So, but I mean, you're right. They didn't really need to do anything, but the running game for Seattle still struggling, still struggling. Not really happy with that. There's, that's, that's a problem right now. Do so you notice how does this impact Thomas Rawls for next year? Yeah. So, so you're thinking those, on that is what? Well, because anybody playing like a dynasty league or a keeper league or something like that, because normally traditionally Seattle in the past has been a very, very run first run heavy team. And they had been made. They made fucking waves and notes about Thomas Rawls, about when he's going to come back, and how he's a more complete back, and what they can do. And then they got CJ Procise, who came in and looked brilliant for a half, you know. Yeah. And then lost with a broken scapula. Now Thomas Rawls still hasn't looked like the Thomas Rawls he was last year. Now part of that is offensive line woes. Their offensive line isn't nearly as good as it was last year. Agreed. But I mean, do you think that's anything that they're going to address in the offseason? I do, well, the offensive line, probably not because they're young and they think that these guys are going to mesh better next year. I guess my question is, is if you're a dynasty or a keeper guy, are you keeping Thomas Rawls next year? Hmm. CJ Procise is going to be coming back from injury. They've already talked about how they think that kid is special. Now you have Thomas Rawls coming back who isn't looking special. Are you keeping a guy who might actually put himself into a timeshare next year? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a fair point. I mean, I guess it just kind of depends on how deep your league is. And, and you know, I mean, running backs aren't exactly overflowing with, with opportunities. Right, especially I mean, in this day and age. Right. So, I, you know, if you're in a 14-team league, you very well may be keeping Thomas Rawls and just taking the risk. But, again, you probably don't have to define that until yeah right before the season starts where you'll probably get a better idea coming out of, like, uh, OTAs and, and – um, preseason games and, and camp about who's going to actually be the guy who's going to be getting the ball it'll there. An, so It'll be an interesting story in Seattle camp next year. But that is a player to definitely keep an eye on. And then the last note here, does anyone like Seattle's color rush uniforms? I mean, fuck, those were terrible. Dude. Horrible. And this is the second attempt they had at them, right? They had the first neons. They're like, okay, nobody likes these. Let's try another set of neons. And they're horrible. They're atrocious. Yeah, and you know what? The color rush portion of that whole thing was, I mean... At first, it was more of a novelty than anything else. It did look pretty cool, but when you start getting into that kind of shit, and and that's the 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 takeaway from that kind of a game, I like I don't really care. Like, just wear the normal fucking uniform. Like that's- you're trying to give some cachet to the Thursday night football game, and you can't even fucking like beat the fact that both teams fucking shit the bed every week. That that is the best thing to talk about in that game right is the color rush uniforms for seattle that should tell you something right there that's the quality of the product sucks um i don't really think that there's a whole lot more to talk about in that game nope all right let's move on here's a fat nugget of the news all right, so the first story this week is the Vikings activate Adrian Peterson from the injury revert reserve list. Uh, we knew that this was a possibility. It doesn't necessarily mean he's coming back and playing. Well, he's um, been practiced in the last two weeks. I think he's playing this game. You think he's going to play in this game? Yep. I haven't heard any of the latest. I mean, like the very latest. I think it's worth me going ahead and just doing a quick little Google search and seeing what it is that we're looking at with Adrian. Uh, although your opinion and very clearly stated on the last show is that there's no way that you think you can play him, period. Not for this game. Have you now changed your mind and, and decided that possibly for the next game? Then? Well, we'll see what he looks like in this game. You know, what's Adrian? But that because that's part of the question mark, right? 
He's been gone all year off injury. He didn't look good at the beginning of the year. He had a torn meniscus the entire year. What's he going to look like coming back on that? A 31-year-old coming off two knees and now a meniscus tear. I don't want to just throw him in my lineup, but I'm watching him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that's fair. Uh, Connor Orr writes an article here that doesn't really address, it looks like, whether or not he's going to play. It's just that, uh, that he has been activated. Uh, that's from five hours ago. That's probably the most up-to-date news story that I've got here. Uh, we'll see what happens. I know a lot of people hung on to him just to see if he did make the, the return. So sure. you may have him, um, and it's going to be on you to decide if that's the risk that you are willing to take for this week. Uh, let's see. The next story is Alshon Jeffrey back from suspension for this week. He had to sit for due to a PED violation or, a, yep. or he pissed hot or something. I can't remember. Yeah, he pissed hot. So he's back. I don't know if I want anything to do with the Chicago passing game right now, but he's back. Sure. I mean, if you have him, you probably have to play him if you're still in it. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, yeah, it does make things a little bit interesting there. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. Actually, I mean, very quickly in the show here in the next segment. Um, Luke Keekley clears concussion protocol, but the team has not announced a return to action yet. Yeah, I was reading it. In fact, this article is kind of great about that. They talk about how they don't expect that Carolina is going to shut him down for the year yet. I think what's happening is Carolina wants to see if they're going to be mathematically eliminated, and if they are... I think they're going to shoot or shut Luke down for the year. No sense in trying to compound that guy's problems this year. Yeah. You know, if you got nothing left to play for, yeah. you don't take one of the biggest stars you have on your team and put him at risk. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Are they not yet mathematically eliminated? Because for some I reason, I was under the impression are. that they were. Surprisingly enough, I don't think they're mathematically yet. I think they're right on the cusp. I think this week will push them that way because they're not going to be Washington. Right. And I think that eliminates them. Okay, uh, the next story, Jeff Fisher. Uh, this is kind of on the lighter side. I want a chance to play the Rams, he says. And EA Sports decided they were going to have a solution for him and tweeted back to him, we'll send him a copy of hashtag Madden17. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I mean, it's a brilliant marketing job because, I mean, how much run are they getting off of this? Oh. At, at the... Um, I don't know. At the dismay, I'm sure of Jeff Fisher. <laughs> What's the dumbest thing I've ever? I want a chance to play these Rams. Yeah, you, your team that you've been coaching for last, you know, forever fucking long. You want to play a chance to play them because you know how bad they are. That's awesome, right? I mean, it's Jeff Fisher. He's got a fifty-fifty shot of winning the game. I guess. <laughs> fucking Jeff Fisher. I guess from what I understand, they let him actually uh, tell fossil that he was going to be the guy who was going to be the successor and that they let him talk to the players and that you know i mean they, they let him go out on his own terms which is kind of interesting to me uh for him to then come back and basically slap everybody in the face on his way out the door i mean yeah sure i'm i'm, I'm sure you want to play anybody jeff fisher yeah i'm sure, I'm sure right? you just that's, want to coach again that's the implication here right is that good luck coach uh the best coaching you're gonna be able to do is probably gonna be from the sidelines playing a video game so well, there I'm you sure have they'll throw them on the nfl network to talk about things you know actually i believe it was field yates from the espn podcast who said he doesn't expect him to go on to television he expects him to be in the league office and i believe my take on that is if you're reading between the lines is that he already knows that there's a place where there's a spot for Fisher in the league office. Come on. You tell me you don't want a show on the NFL network with Brian Billick and Jeff Fisher. I mean, if it's called about average football, if it's called how to be mediocre. Yeah. Then that's what I want for a show. Absolutely. Yeah. Those two guys, Brian Billick. Yeah. That's a yeah. guy who, if I never hear from again, I'm totally good with it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I think um, the best show ever. You know what? And, you know, Brian Billick's a nice guy. Don't get me well, wrong. I'm sure he is. Yeah, right? Um, 
I mean, not that like I've ever shook hands with the guy, but I mean, he right. comes across as being a genuine individual anyway. The one thing about Jeff Fisher is he's truly done a lot for the NFL. Yeah. Like, and I think that more than not like Brian Billick hasn't tried to commit, uh, contribute. I just think that at the end of the day, Jeff Fisher's done more for yeah. the sport in, in general and for like the uh, popularity of the sport. He had some of those teams in Tennessee that were like the, the uh, miracle. What was it? The. Music City Miracle play. Oh, yeah. He was the Music coach of that team. Yep. And um that being said, I think that the league office is kind of like, all right, Jeff Fisher, we got a spot for you. Well, Come and you did all there. that with a serious handicap too, which is unreal. What is that what is the handicap? His eighties porn stash. I was just <laughs> petrified to even ask where this is going, but that's that's actually pretty decent. Porn stash is good. Uh, well, he's always got another career, apparently, if he's looking for something. There you go, shorty short shorts. Just and nut hugger shorts porn stash and, porn and that blown back hair of his. Banging redheads oh. with giant bushes. <laughs> <laughs> Three inch that? long nipples and How about shit? that? And I'm, and I'm wondering why we can't get Emmanuel Sanders to come on this show. Oh, uh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> High quality content, folks. <laughs> um, it's the end of the year. Yeah, we're there. It's the semifinals, probably. We need your the whiskey playoffs. Next time. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Uh, we are coming up on the on the annual holiday show. We are. <laughs> we may as well just get fucking just loaded. Hammered. Let's do it. Well, there, there you go, folks. You have something to look forward to, and that is your news segment. Let's talk about some weather because there's some weather issues that are going to be happening this weekend, and I think yeah. it's going to affect some of the gameplay for some of you. Um, let's start with just like let's go around first and eliminate games where weather is just not going to be a factor because that game will be played in a dome. Um, Indianapolis plays Minnesota this week. Right. Jacksonville's at Houston. Not that that probably would have been a weather issue anyway. Yeah, New, there's a lack of talent issue there. Same deal with New Orleans at Arizona. San Francisco is at Atlanta this week. Tampa Bay plays Dallas. Those are your dome games. Right. Games where you might actually run into an issue this week. So you've got a 70% chance of, of precipitation in the Baltimore game uh, where Philadelphia is visiting Baltimore sure. at M&T Bank Stadium. You've got... Uh, the the forecast is showers with a high of 62 degrees. Now, the 62 degrees doesn't make it any kind of a, an issue for the most part. It's just how hard is it going to rain is more of your question. Right. Uh, this game's at 11 a.m. The low is supposed to be 40, so let's assume that it's a 55% or 55-degree game time. You got a 71% humidity there. I would expect the ball to be slippery, but this isn't going to be a giant impact for me, I don't think. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not too worried about the weather that game. I'm worried, more worried about the sloppy gameplay that's going to happen there. That's definitely a defensive ball game to begin with. I'm way more worried about Green Bay-Chicago. Well, and we're going there in just a second. Okay. But before we get there, would you rather play in the snow or the rain? Oh, wow. Uh, I was an offensive guy who ran the ball a lot. And in those games, a lot of times the rain ends up being a better deal there. That makes sense. I mean, like you, you get a little better traction. The defense, usually, since they're on their heels, you, you can usually get a little bit of extra push up front, which ends up being helpful. As long as you're not a team that likes to throw a ball a whole ton, you know, the rain is usually end up being preferred. And of course, as an offensive lineman, I didn't like having to stick my hand in the snow every goddamn snap. And from a defensive perspective, do you, I mean, any indication of how those guys, because you get some people who say, all right, look, a defensive player has no idea where the offensive player is going right. to go, right? And so, like, it's actually easier, they say, for an offensive player who at least knows which way they're supposed to cut. That's the natural advantage. Look, actually, in the snow, as long as it's not snowing, the advantage is to a passing offense. Okay. Surprisingly enough. And because of that particular reason, right? Footing's not great. The offensive player knows where they're going. And those wide receivers and tight ends, as long as they have good feet 
you know, you can really cause a defensive player problems as they're trying to react to you coming out of cuts. And as long as the snow is not in the air, there's not really anything affecting the ball travel. If you have a decent quarterback, they're still going to get the ball from point A to point B. And then it's just catching a cold ball, which sucks. Right. Yeah. You know? Well, but if you, you have soft hands, with, you're going to be all right. Yeah. And, you know, there's gloves involved in that sort of thing at this right. point. Um, so that's a good time to transition now into the Green Bay Chicago game. Um, so we're looking at snow showers, the high of 20. High of 20 and a yeah. low of minus three. The game is at 11 o'clock a.m. That's mountain time, of course. It's the 1 a or 1 p.m. kickoff for... Uh, the Eastern Time Zone. There's a 45% chance of precip- precipitation and almost 80% humidity in the air. I think this game is in Chicago, and I think it has an opportunity to be just ugly. Ugly. So, I mean, I like the Green Bay defense in this play a lot. I mean, you're starting Aaron Rodgers, that you can't feel good about it because Chicago's defense has been playing pretty well. You know. Well, and you've got Aaron Rodgers, who in a cold game is going to be dealing with a leg injury. His hammy and calf. Now, I understand that, but he's also been pretty lights out the last few weeks, and he's been battling that leg injury anyway. Yeah. I don't know how much of this game becomes any type of a passing attack, but... Well, I mean, it's Green Bay, which means it's going to be a passing attack the entire game. Well, the, well how, I should say a successful passing attack. So well, that's yeah. that's the reason why. And my starts to sit later in the show. I mean, spo- you know, the spoilers already been given. I have the Green Bay defense and special teams as a starting in Chicago I think it's be- a great because of this situation. But I can't quite go all the way with Chicago to recommend the same thing because no. I just there's too much risk associated with putting a defense up against Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb. They've just been so good. Devontae, as much as I knock him, yeah. is a top 12 wide receiver this year. Yeah. Because and the problem is, is that it's all in spike games, right? Nothing, nothing huge game. Nothing, nothing huge dude, game. He's dude. the Deshaun Jackson of Green Bay. Dude, Jared Cook, it looks like he's going to play in this game. Oh, I, know, I know the man automatic. who we should now, that we should now never say his name, right? I just mentioned he who shall not be named. But yeah. 80, t- 80 yards, two touchdowns, but, Jared Cook. Right? Boom. Right? I know. I know. Uh, anyway, so that game is going to be interesting. The uh, Detroit game, and that is in New, New York. York, is put at MetLife Stadium. Showers the high of 56, so the cold's not necessarily going to be there, but the 65% chance of... Uh, precipitation sounds like rain in that game as well. I'm worried that game is going to be a low scoring affair either way. Here's a fun one. Tennessee and Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium. Sunny with a <laughs> high of 13 degrees and a low of negative one. Uh, that game's at 1 p.m. I wouldn't expect it to be out of the single digits at Arrowhead. I don't care if game. this game is at 13 degrees or 60 degrees. <laughs> this is going to be the same game. Yeah. These two teams are going to line up and try to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, no, that's true. That's exactly what this game is going to be. I'm actually, this is one of the most entertaining games I think I'm going to watch this weekend. Is two teams who can run the ball, you know, who have decent defenses trying to beat the living shit out of each other. It's going to be interesting. It is going to be interesting. The one thing I will mention here is that there's a 0% chance of precipitation in this game. So you've got that going for you. There you you go. Folks who are going to the game in Kansas City, have a phone time with that. Uh, Pittsburgh plays Cincinnati this week at Cincinnati at Paul Brown Stadium. Snow with a high of 42 is the uh, forecast here, a low of 17 degrees. That game also at 1 p.m. Eastern time, 11 a.m. Mountain time. 60% 60% chance of precipitation. Now, here's what you hate about that as a Pittsburgh. Here's the implication. If you have Ben Roethlisberger and it's a rainy game and it's on the road and I'm facing this situation in the semifinals of the playoffs right now and I can't find a better option, to be honest with you, right? I got to go with Ben. I hate it because he's got to defy the odds in this situation. Hate it because, I mean, if it rains and more likely if it snows in Cincinnati, 
this is one of those tough AFC North AFC games North. in the goddamn yep. snow. This is one of those nine to six games yep. with those two teams just trying to get out without losing half their roster. Well, or Le'Veon Bell goes for another 300 Ain't fucking shit. yards. And so then you've got, you know, zero yards for Roethlisberger, like what happened in the last game. So yep. <laughs> tread lightly here, folks. Um, if you have an, another option, and trust me, if I did, I was willing to drop somebody off of my roster that's not going to play this week. And I'm talking, I'm looking at uh, Theo Riddick. Theo Riddick's been a great player for me sporadically this year when he's been in the great matchup that sure. he's needed to have a good game. But he's doubtful for this week. I need to get to the finals, and I'm not keeping him for the next year. Sure. That's just the bottom line. Right. So if I needed to get a quarterback, if there was somebody who was tickling my fancy out there that I could like go available. and grab, right, then that was probably the guy I was going to be cutting in order to make a roster spot just for this week alone. But sure. I just don't have it. I do not hate it, folks, if you want to go and make a change there, though. Yep. Uh, Cleveland plays Buffalo in Buffalo, and Buffalo is just a miserable fucking place to oh, play football. This could be a great game. <laughs> and this, <laughs> could be, this could be backyard football right here. Another 1 p.m. Eastern time start at New Era Field. This is rain and snow with a high of 41 and a low of 18. There's a 70% chance of precipitation. I mean, if it rain, if it snows, I should say, in Buffalo especially, like, you know, Buffalo can get like three feet overnight. If, if Buffalo <laughs> gets three feet of snow, well, no, I'm just saying Tyrod and Shady happened. McCoy might oh, yeah. get 500 yards. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, could you imagine trying to stop that? Basically, what what's basically ends up being like uh, uh, an option attack in the fucking snow. I will also say oh. this though: I don't hate the running backs in Cleveland this week, and we'll talk about that in yeah. my starts here in just a minute. Uh, another game that we're looking at at least just cold here, and I mean very cold, is in Denver. New England plays at Sports Authority Field. And you've got sunny with a high of 29 and a low of minus 12 degrees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I don't care who you are. You get below zero, and I know it's football weather, and I, I get it. But, I mean, you, players are highly impacted in that. I mean, you cannot tell me that Trevor Simeon's going to come out there and just blow the fucking doors off in this game. No, but he hasn't been blowing the doors off any game anyway. Except for the one game against Cincinnati. He's averaging 25-plus points in fantasy Ugh, football in the last four weeks. I mean, it's dumb. I, I understand he had – well, and the reason why that is because he played two of the last four weeks. Right. In which he had 39 against Kansas City. Right. So that's the reason why there. I would not expect that against New England. No, I'm not expecting it against New England either. Though I don't expect the product to suffer too much. You have two teams here who are both very, very used to playing in weather. Now, I, I think you're going to see kind of their normal game flow in here. New England's going to try to get the ball downfield. They're really banged up, which is the biggest issue New England has. And Denver's going to lean on their defense as much as they can. I think you get a big dose of LeGarrette Blunt in this game. See, and I think, that's, I think that's interesting, and that's the only reason why I'm going to leave him in my lineup this weekend because even though it's not – look, every time I've been trying to exploit that fucking Denver rush defense because they've been at the top sure. of most points allowed to the running back position for most of the season – it just never seems to work out that way. But Bill Belichick looks at what you're not good at, and he exploits it in a big yeah. way, and he's not going to let that get past him, I don't think. No, he's not, because when Denver thinks that somebody's going to do that, they start trying to jam their linebackers inside. You can't do that against New England because they have such good running backs on the outside catching the ball yeah. that they have to be aware of that the entire time. Agreed. Uh, so we will see how that goes this week. Um, the only other one that's even worth mentioning here is Carolina is at Washington at FedEx Field. Mostly cloudy with a high of 37 and a low of 30. It's that's going be to be just game. fine beautiful for game football. For Washington, just a straight smoke Carolina. <laughs> I, I, I feel like you think 
Washington's going to win that game. By a lot. <laughs> okay. By a lot. All right. It makes me want to look up the spread in that game. Uh, that's your weather report. Don't forget to tomorrow morning. This is so fucking important. I can't even, I can't even stress this enough. In those games where there may or may not be snow. Okay. You need to look at what the accumulation totals are going to be like an hour before game time. Right. Don't don't count on it tonight. No. I have made this mistake in the past. Yeah, you have. In the semifinals and lost. Matt Stafford played in like six <sighs> feet of snow. Can't in even see the ball. In Can't even see the ball. They think there was like eight turnovers that game between the two teams and like 500 rushing yards. It was the dumbest thing ever. The night before, the weather report said, there will be no snow whatsoever in Philly. It's going to miss them completely. It's going to be just fine. And then literally like 12 to 18, it just fell like during the game. Yeah. Like it started like five minutes before game time. And within like the first five minutes of the game, it was like you couldn't even see the players. They couldn't even like at <laughs> halftime, they couldn't even clear the clear field. The field. <laughs> it was unreal. Don't. Make that mistake. Let the uh, the experience and the wisdom that we've accumulated over time just take the uh, the hard knocks we've had to deal with and don't go through the same experience. That's your weather report. Uh, let's do some injuries and suspensions. What do you say? Yep. All right. Uh, you want to read off the guys that are out for this week? These are guys that are out this week officially as of right now, at least in the very in the very least. Uh, Julio Jones is not playing this week. Melvin Gordon, Dante Moncrief, C.J. Fedorowicz, Darren Sproles, no surprise there. And Tory Smith. So I didn't realize, I guess, that Julio was officially listed as out before I did my starts and sits. Sure. So there will be a note there later on in the show that I want to talk about. Melvin Gordon, we mentioned on the last show, is probably not likely to play. Right. Dante Moncrief uh, doesn't make it back for this week. Dante Moncrief doesn't make it back for this week, which is a little disappointing considering the matchup. Uh, agreed. CJ Fedorowicz, still not back yet. Yeah, and this one's going to hurt Houston quite a bit because apparently he's the only guy... <laughs> that Brock Osweiler seems to know how to hit in stride. That that is true. However, if it wasn't last week, it was the week before he hit. Who is their backup tight end? I can't even remember. He, he I think Fedorowicz might have even been playing that week. Yeah, no uh, he threw the touchdown to the other guy. Yeah. Oh God, I fucking. We'll get to just that to fuck minute. everybody over. Uh, Darren Sproles is going to be out this week. I think that's just been a long time coming. Well, that's that concussion off last week where. He got knocked into Batman. Right. Well, correct. <laughs> who was it from Washington who nailed him? But um, he, he though, I feel like this has just been like he's been needing to sit anyway. For a while. For yeah. They've had to play him way more than they thought they were going to have to with all the injuries they've had in the running back position. And then Torrey Smith rounds it out. And then Torrey Smith rounds it out. He's going to miss this game. Look, he wasn't going to make a huge impact on your roster anybody, but anybody wanting to make a cute move with Colin Kaepernick this week, I still think he is probably a worthwhile play if you have to this late in the playoffs, but be aware that he is going to be missing his light, his deep threat on the field. All right. Uh, game time decisions, doubtful players for this week. Uh, doubtful players are AJ Green, Theoretic, and James Starks, and none of these guys are going to play. Just know that now. Yeah, just, yeah. It's not, it's like a 1% chance that I think that any of these guys are going to yeah, even AJ see AJ we knew about. I mean, obviously he was trying to make it back, just didn't quite make it. Theo has been banged up the last couple of weeks. No big surprise there. James Starks is a little surprising. So those of you that have kind of stuck with the Ty Montgomery chain, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a decent matchup this game. But you also, let's not forget, have, um, and I didn't list him on this report because it looks like he's going to be... I'm gonna, I need to Kristen Michael. Yeah, Kristen Michael is there. Um, I'm looking for his official status here, though. He's officially uh, questionable. No, he's on here. He's official. Yeah, questionable. Okay, but 
uh, due to an illness, an undisclosed illness. So yeah, God but knows that's even then, uh, even if he were to play, and I think he does, Montgomery actually ended up being the most productive running back last week when they had the most running backs available to them. I think they're starting to realize, and that's of course when you know Mike McCarthy comes out and starts doing the Ty Montgomery's a running back. Sorry, I oh, announced yeah. earlier. Blah blah blah. He's a running back. They actually gave him a carry from like the one. You know, that's the thing you're looking for for running backs, right? I don't remember like one running back in history that didn't get like goal line touches that was worth a shit. And that was Tiki Barber and stuff like that oh. out of New York forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you knew between the 20s, he was going to get 150 fucking yards. Yeah. You know, you were just hoping that he'd get four touchdowns a year because one of those would have been be like a 60-yard touchdown run. Sure. You know, but other than that, you need those goal line touches. So seeing Montgomery get one was really important. Fair enough. Uh, questionables for this week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Des Bryant, Cam Newton, Darius Slay, Matt Forte, Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, Kelvin Benjamin, Jordan Reed, Jordan Matthews, Brandon Marshall, Martellus Bennett, and Justin Houston, which is kind of an important one there at the bottom. Before we get started on this, I just want to mention, as we usually do on the questionable tag, in the way that this works in the NFL now, most of these guys are going to play this week. Yes. What we need to talk about is what is going to be the effect of the injury on the player in the game that they are probably going to play in. Right. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, we already kind of discussed as far as like cold leg injury. It's not just the hamstring, it's the calf also. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how he performs. But he's just got like a pretty amazing matchup. Well, he's been so good. And he's, he's been, been so, so good. good. I just can't worry about him. Right. Um, I, just, I just can't. Yeah. So we got we have a guy who was asking me, though. He was between Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan this week. And for me, that's a no-brainer. as Matt Ryan. Yeah, with the matchup, with the way it is, and with the lack of the weather, it's Matt Ryan for me as well. Yeah, San Francisco is not good on defense just at all. I mean, they're like third worst against or second worst against quarterbacks, third against wide receivers, second against running backs. I mean, they have the worst defense in the NFL. Correct. Uh, Des Bryant will play. He's been hampered by an injury for most of the season anyway. Um, Yeah, it's called his ego. (laughs) Yeah, he will probably be in this game. Cam Newton, he has an interesting matchup against Washington Redskins because the Redskins have been giving up quite a few yards and points to the quarterback position over the last few weeks. But Cam has been so bad. And if he's coming into this game with an injury... And he's a true questionable. This isn't a questionable, probably going to play. This is a questionable, may not play. Like, we don't know yet. This is a true game-time decision, which means I want nothing to do with him. I own Cam Newton, and I'm not starting him. According to David Newton from ESPN.com, Cam Newton was a full participant in Saturday's practice today. Which makes him much more likely to go. I still don't like it. Yeah, no, I hear you. He's been terrible. I hear you. He has the worst completion percentage in the NFL over the last five weeks, and that's with your boy Brock Osweiler in the the mix. Well, so let me ask you this. So do you think they get blown out? Uh, I don't know. The running game might keep them in it for a little bit. The fact of the matter is they should get blown out in this game, but Washington's defense has not held anybody back. Right. That's been their biggest issue is that they haven't been able to stop anybody on that end. I think Carolina is still going to be able to move the ball. I think I think Stewart is a fine start here. If he if he's plays and he's healthy, which I expect him to be. Cam is probably going to be okay. He's not going to be great. He's not going to be Cam. He's probably going to finish somewhere around quarterback 13 to 17, which is exactly what he's been doing for the last, you know, two months. What's the, yeah, but what's the possibility of garbage time Cam here? I, I, I think there is no garbage time Cam, which is the biggest complaint about Cam Newton as a fantasy player. 
Like he should have had a lot of garbage time in a lot of these games so far. But when Cam is not playing well and his team's not playing well, you can see it on his face. He straight checks the fuck out. <laughs> As opposed to being like, I want to get my team back in this. No. He does, starts doing the pouty fuck this face. We saw it like, <laughs> like his first couple years in the league. We wondered if he's going to get bounced out of the league because his, his attitude was so poor. Yeah. You know? And then they put a team around him, and all of a sudden, Cab's dab it. He's having a great time and scoring more touchdowns, running touchdowns than we've seen since, you know, like, like late 50s. <laughs> That's not what's happening right now. No. Uh, all right. So let's say this then. All right. Who are you playing in front of Cam Newton? How Kirk many Cousins. How many guys? Because uh, because <laughs> my question here is that you're probably playing for your fancy life here. If you're trying to play to get into the championship game right now, are you are you sitting Cam? And at what point are you sitting Cam? Well, we got to eliminate Russell Wilson because he's already played. Okay. Does that mean we also have to eliminate Jared Goff? Well, <laughs> he did a good job eliminating himself. <laughs> Listen, I don't even know if that guy should have seen the field this year. One. To, uh, and by the way, I would start Drew Brees over him, and I hate Drew Brees' matchup. I've called Drew Brees a sit. Okay. Uh, but I would still start him over that. Uh, I would start Carson over him this week, which is Carson's been terrible. Uh, I would start Eli over him. I would start Philip Rivers over him. That's awesome. I have Eli as a sit. Ben Roethlisberger ends up being kind of that level with me with him right now yeah. because of his latest woes. And because of that game against Cincinnati and the possibility of weather, and we've seen that with the AFC North, those games get awful. Dude. They do nothing but run the ball at each other. There's no, there's no upside right now with Ben Roethlisberger, and I'm hating it. You know who I would also start over him? Who? Both him and Ben? Alex fucking Smith. I think he's got a great match with Tennessee. Well, this we week. are going to talk about that later on. Um, okay. I mean, most... So I'm... Literally, for me, for Cam, is sitting somewhere on quarterback 18. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is you're, yeah, he's way outside right now yeah. for your top start. Middle of the pack. Yep. Uh, Darius Slade, the thing about this guy, he's going to play, but he's probably going to have Odell Beckham Jr. He's got a match up against, against the New York Giants this week. Sure. Uh, Darius Slade has been a great cornerback so far this year. The Detroit Lions have actually, especially in their secondary, been really solid in the last really five solid. weeks. So, something to keep an eye on there. If he's good to go, look, I don't know that they're going to put him out there just to get burned. I think that they would rather have a, a backup guy try to go out there if oh, Darius yeah. legitimately can't play. They're not going to put him in OBJ if he can't run. Right. But because I feel that's like... that's just suicide. So, that tells me that he's going to be able to manage the pain if it's there for him to be able to go out there and, and be okay. I think OBJ still gets his stuff. This but. is one of the reasons why I'm nervous about this game being like kind of a low-scoring affair. Both New York and Detroit have both been really good against the pass. I mean, surprisingly so. These are two teams traditionally in the past even five years that have been horrible against passing attacks. The last cup this this year, yep. both those guys, top five, they're brutal against the passing game. Completely agree. Uh, Matt Forte is officially a questionable play here for this week. I think that just the fact that Bilal Powell, they've already come out in the in the media and said he's going to get most of the work, even if Matt can go. They're just, I think, just trying to put guess in the They're minds of the, of the Yeah, exactly. I don't think he has even any intention of being on the field. No, in this I think game. Bilal Powell is a play in that game. Uh, Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree broke both uh, for the Raiders, but I think that they both go, and I think they're both fine. Yep, me too. Kelvin Benjamin, I will tell you this much. He's hurt, but for me, there's an absolute no way in fucking hell you play him this week anyway. Not as brutal as Carolina's been, and this is part of the problem, right? This is the same thing I'm talking about with Cam. The Carolina offense has been absolutely brutal. Greg Olson, could you start him in this game? I don't think you can. Yeah, see, what sucks about that is that actually his matchup is not that not bad, bad, but he's been so bad. I mean, right? I mean, like, 
Well, I don't think he's gotten out. Of, I don't think he's gotten out of single digits in fantasy point scoring in a month. Yeah, at least, at least. It's brutal. That part. That team is falling apart. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, and and I mean, but Washington can't seem to stop the fucking tight end position to save their lives. They can't stop anybody really to save their lives. I mean, they get a stop every once in a while, and that's how they won games. And then outscoring their opponents. Well, Benjamin's not a go for me anyway. Um, Jordan Reed is also questionable this week, and. Jordan Reed owners, you got to be used to this by now. <laughs> yeah, well, you, if you've if you've had him any time in the last three years, you're used to this. In fact, he's played more this year than he has another in any year in his career. So, banner year for Jordan Reed owners. Right. <laughs> right. You know, he hasn't caught quite as many touchdowns or had hundred yard games. He has. He's still been very, very good. And he's one of those deals. If he plays, I understand. Last week is one catch for ten yards. I don't care. The other team that's uh, actually worse than the Washington Redskins against the tight end position in the last three weeks is the Carolina Panthers. Yep. Uh, if Jordan Reed plays, you play him. You play him. He's a go for you. Uh, Jordan Matthews, he's been so up and down for me this year that I don't even know what to do with that. Uh, it, with him being a, Plus, he's been Mr. Dropsville this year. He's been taking a lot of heat for that. I don't know if I can put my fantasy life on it, but you may have to play him depending on how deep the league is. You may have to play him. He doesn't have a terrible matchup here. Right. Uh, Brandon Marshall hurt. Um, is this also an ego thing? <laughs> no, this is Brandon Marshall not having a quarterback. Thing. Well, <laughs> Brandon, Brandon's been good. You know what's absolutely horrible is that this matchup with the Dolphins, the Dolphins against the quarterback are like they're they're horrible, horrible. in the last five weeks horrendous right and you think to yourself oh my god i want that tasty matchup with whoever that quarterback is who who are they playing this week oh it's fucking bryce petty bryce petty and the jets right like what you (laughs) you can't play him uh, it's just terrible, and so I don't even know who you can play with the Jets this year. Um, Martellus Bennett, questionable for this week, and then uh, Justin Houston, as you mentioned, an uh, important one for an the Kansas City Chiefs. important one for Kansas City. I think he suits up, and I think he's going to be just fine, but keep an eye on that because when Justin Houston's around, that pass rush is in a whole nother level. Especially with DJ being out now for the year with that Achilles injury. Don't yep. forget to watch the Fat Guys FF Twitter feed tomorrow morning or go to Facebook.com slash Fat Guys FF for breaking injury news as we always do on Sunday mornings. Yes? Yes. I think that we're going to get into our starts and sits for this week. Thank God. And I think that we should let you start us off as I think that I started us off last week. And so if you would like, sir, you want to start with your starts? Starts this week. Uh, first, Tyrod Taylor versus the Cleveland Browns. Actually, you know what? I'll just read these, then we'll come back. Uh, Kirk Cousins versus the Carolina Panthers. Carlos Hyde versus the Atlanta Falcons. LeGarrette Blunt versus the Denver Broncos. Tyreek Hill versus the T- Tennessee Titans. Ty- or Taylor Gabriel versus the San Francisco 49ers. Vernon Davis versus the Carolina Panthers. And the Raiders D versus San Diego. I'm going to just tell you right now, we agree on like almost all of this. <laughs> and, and Oh, that's scary. And No, I know. <laughs> We're either going to be really big or really bad again all this right. week. So. Go, go opposite day. So so I, I do like, you know, I mean, just the Tyrod Taylor. Is this picking on the Browns or is this the, the situational? It's a like, little of both. Look, okay. uh, I mean, the first part, Cleveland Browns, obviously, they've given up the most quarter points to the quarterback position on the year. I mean, they just, they let quarterbacks roast them. Add to that the, the given floor with Tyrod with his running skills. Add to that the weather that's going to be in the mix here. I think Tyrod is one of the – this might be one of those games where he runs for like 150 yards and two scores. I mean, it might be that game. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I can see it. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousins versus Carolina Panthers. Great matchup here. Carolina is phoning it in at this point. We were talked about this repeatedly. Kirk has been that good. Washington's going to have to break the bank to pay this guy. They fucked up. Big time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are some fantasy pundits out there. I mean, I think it was the fantasy footballers that I was listening to where they were like, this could be my number one through number three quarterback for this week. Right. Um, if you look at the rankings on either, you know, fantasypros.com or on uh, ESPN.com's even rankings or just around the league, you're seeing Kirk is definitely a one through five play and you very rarely are seeing it lower than three. Yeah, and which is surprising considering Kirk had everyone outside their top 15 when the season started. And then after like week two, they had him same spot, like from 13 to 15. And he's been a top five guy the rest of the way. He's been that good this year. And I expect him to be that good next year. So heads up on that. Uh, Carlos Hyde versus the Atlanta Falcons. Look, Carlos has been fantastic over the last three weeks. Quietly, because he's over in San Francisco and everybody knows how bad they suck. Well, what the fuck are they doing running the ball? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but it's worked out really well for them. I mean, he's coming off a week where he had like 176 running yards. He's been that fucking good. And now he gives up a D. And now he gets a D this week. That's going to the third most points to this on the season to running backs. Yeah. Like Atlanta hasn't stopped anybody on the ground at all. So Carlos Hyde this week, he should be in your lineups. Like Garrett Blunt versus the Denver Broncos. We talked about this really quickly. Blunt has been great. Denver struggled with downhill runners. That's that's where they struggle is guys that get north and south on them. And that is Garrett Blunt in, in name, at least alone. Uh, Tyreek Hill versus the Tennessee Titans. Titans have given up the most points to wide receivers on the year. They have just all year long. And big bonus to those that get return yardage. If you get return yardage for a wide receiver or for you guys in the field, Tyreek should probably be in your lineup every single week. Agreed. Agreed. Taylor Gabriel versus San Francisco 49ers. The Niners have the worst defense in football. That's not even close. No Julio this week. A questionable Muhammad Sanu may play, may not play. Like a true questionable. Look for the passing attack to run through the speedster Gabriels and the running backs. I think Gabriel's going to have a monster here. Vernon Davis versus Carolina Panthers. Surprisingly enough, the Panthers are the worst team in the NFL. Stopping the tight end position. We've already talked about that once. You're starting Jordan Reed. But I think you're also starting Vernon Davis. We've seen this in the past where they've had such a good plus matchup. Vernon is involved in that passing attack. The Raiders D special teams versus San Diego. Look, Miami, Buffalo, and Houston are all better plays than the Raiders this week. Okay, so they're my no-brainers. If they're available, you're playing them. But in most leagues, those guys aren't available. The Raiders are widely available right now. Um, they've been pretty good for the last for the last five games. They've been pretty good, and now they give a team giving up the six most points to defense special teams on the year. So I like them as a play this week. I again, I mean, we are on the same side on almost all of this. So uh, there you have it. Uh, my starts for this week, Alex Smith versus the Tennessee Titans, Isaiah yeah. Crowell versus the Buffalo Bills, Taylor Gabriel versus the 49ers, uh, Cameron Brait versus the Dallas Cowboys. I got a sleeper as Austin Safarian Jenkins versus the Miami Dolphins. Fuck you, Jenkins. I mean. And Green Bay's defense special teams versus the Bears. We have already discussed that. I just, I really think that that's going to be a nasty, nasty game. That Me could too. end seven to six. It might end 14 to seven, 14, 10, something like that. Three. Well, I mean, it could be that. 
could be that. And if it's if it's the 28th, most likely on the Green Bay side, even though that's at Soldier. Yep. But anyway, uh, Alex Smith versus the Titans. All right, look, I had to dive deep into this one because as far as the quarterback position goes for this week, if you look at strength of schedule and you look at the teams that have a plus matchup based on how the defense has played against the quarterback position this week, this year so far, uh, you've got Carolina. What are you going to do? You can play Cam in that plus nope. matchup? No, we've already talked about that. You've got Chicago with a plus matchup against the Green Bay Packers. You're going to nope. fucking start. Um, what's his fucking ass? Barkley? <laughs> Barkley? In that situation? No. You've got uh, the New York Jets who have a positive matchup against Bryce the, Petty. Right? Petty and the Jets. Not going to happen. Uh, you, you have to do the you have to do the petty right if you're going to do that. I I don't know if I petty. <laughs> Got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a plus matchup against Dallas, and you go, well, can I go with Jameis Winston? And you're like, well, maybe I can. I would go Jameis Winston. I like that matchup, right? So it's between him and Alex Smith, and I look at it and I'm like, you know what? Alex has just a slightly more positive matchup, and Tyree Kill seems to be kind of the X factor in the game. Even fucking Wilson, I think, got a touchdown like either last week or the week before that. Fuck it. I'll give that a shot. Not to mention, I don't think the running game in Casey is going to be doing anything. We'll talk about that in a yeah. minute. So, all right, hell, I'll just go with the kind of a, this is more of a dark horse than anything else in this situation. But I'll say Alex Smith, if you're in serious trouble, and, and Alex Smith for me is right at the Ben Roethlisberger line. Right. I think for me, he's slightly <laughs> above the Ben Roethlisberger line because of the weather. I, I know. And I'm, um, because Alex is available. <laughs> right no i i agree with that i would rather start alex than ben or cam but but the other thing that i'm going to have to do is like make like not i won't have to just eat crow i will have to eat like a murder of crows because <laughs> because i've talked so much shit about alex Smith this year <laughs> oh it'd be awesome like and alex would trust oh my god if i if i start him and i lose oh I mean, I've never written hate mail in my life, and I may have to write a very strongly worded letter to the Kansas City Chiefs. And <laughs> to your own team, to your own team, <laughs> to your my own, own quarterback. Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Isaiah Crowell, talk about a dark horse here again. Okay, so the Buffalo Bills are giving up 1.9 million yards of of rushing a game right now. A game, yeah, against against a running back. And while I think that both running backs in this situation, Crowell and Duke Johnson Jr., are probably going to see the ball a little bit. I think because of the weather, this is going to be a run first game. Like you said, the Buffalo Bills, you're going to see McCoy and you're going to see uh, Tyrod Taylor running the shit out of the ball. You're going to see the same thing, I think, on the Cleveland side. And give me the guy that gets to goal line carries. I completely agree. And Crowell actually was just coming off having a very good game. I could see him rolling up having another one. We saw Crowell be really, really good for the first month of the year. Like, really good. Yes. Well, the other thing for me that really kind of pushes this over the top, and again, this is, I'm talking like, he's probably my RB 24. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Like, Starting maybe, number maybe two running back. Maybe yeah. 20. I don't know. Somewhere in that area, though. But um, his coach came out this week and said, this guy is going to be very important to this franchise altogether going forward. It's not just this year, but looking forward, this guy is our coach guy. know that? He might not be important to that franchise moving forward. That that is the bigger question: is is he actually there? And you know what? If you want to hold that guy accountable for the shit that he's been uh, given this no, year, I don't. Which is like everybody's under the age of twenty five right. on that team, or suspended or injured. There's, everybody on that team just got rid of a fake ID. I mean, like they, seriously, they, these guys are so fucking young. The the coach is even like trying to relate to these guys. They're all like. 
the same age as his grandkid. Right. Like, With a rotating rough. door at quarterback. That's fun. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good fun time. One to play. Yeah. That's a good time. So can it, we keep one of these guys on his feet? You can't fire one of them? that guy. My no. God, find the I person think, who's totally responsible. I think Cleveland's going to have to suck it up because remember they had their like little carousel of coaches there for a minute, especially coaches that were doing pretty decent for them and they fired them anyway. Yeah. You know, I think they have to sit tight here. I could not agree more. Plus, I think the players really like him. Right. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, you already mentioned. I will say this. My note before this was, if Julio plays, he might go for 300 yards right. again. I wish. Um, but the other thing to this, and so here was my thinking on why Julio is probably not going to play this, because why? I mean, they're, right. I know they're tied with Tampa Bay for the NFC South lead, but you got to think that Atlanta believes that they can beat the San Francisco 49ers without Julio Jones. Sure. So just rest him so that he's ready to go. They could pick up a high school playoffs. kid to replace him and probably and beat him. still be okay. <laughs> hey, you. You're pretty fast. Why don't you come on out here and play some ball with us today? Anyway, I think, I think Gabriel gets a lot of attention in this game. I think he's, he's going to be the guy who's going to eat in uh, the game on Sunday. So uh, Cameron Brait versus the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys have given up the second most fantasy football point points per game uh, over the last five weeks and Cameron Brait's the fourth highest scoring tight end in the same period. Why not? I, yeah, exactly. I love Tampa Bay has been hot. It would, yes, they have. I mean, marching on their way to the playoffs, right? Cameron Braid um, is everything that they wanted out of Austin Safarian Jenkins, like catch the football. Well, without the DUIs, that's right. Um, allegedly, allegedly, I don't know that he's got a court on or that. Or the yet. coke and hookers, or the allegedly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, again, other positive matchups for this week. All right, so uh, Carolina, I, Greg Olson has a huge positive matchup this week yeah i mean it's enormous but again can you go with him because you have to i, I mean you do you have to and you fucking have to hate every you second do. of it you do with as brutal as the tight end been we can joke all day about sitting him down because his team has been that bad but you can't sit greg olson down but they have been that fucking bad green bay has been atrocious against the tight end position primarily over the last five weeks okay um, not good in the last three weeks also, but they play Chicago this week. And I mean, can you name who the starting tight end is right now for Chicago? This is no. my point, right? <laughs> this is my point, right? So like Zach Miller, who was having a pretty good year, he's not out, Zach right? Miller. Got it. Yeah, check exactly. done. I think that Daniel Brown is actually the guy who I, I think I even recommended him as a sleeper a couple weeks ago. I think he got zero points. Um, I think he's the guy who right now is starting there, um, which is why you should remember his name. And it, right. I know, and I didn't. I had to go look that up. <laughs> um, so uh, let's see. So who else would I say? Oh, the other positive matchups in this week, uh, the New York Jets. So there's where Austin Safarian Jenkins is at. And this sure. is the biggest positive matchup of the week at that position. And Safarian Jenkins has only had a very minor amount of attention in that offense so far. And yep. this is the same team who I was like lambasting earlier this year about the fact that they're their tight ends didn't even make the second page of stats because they just had nobody. Right. Nobody. But now all of a sudden he's getting a little involved in this offense. It's something to keep an eye on because Miami's just terrible against the tight Horrible. Uh, and then lastly, Green Bay, we already talked about. So anyway, your sits for this week are, sir. My sits for this week, and I did go a little bigger name here. Uh, Drew Brees versus the Arizona Cardinals. Andy Dalton versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mark Ingram versus the Arizona Cardinals. The Patriots wide receivers versus the Denver Broncos and Delaney Walker versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Starting off with Drew Brees, we've talked about the struggle Drew Brees has had, especially on the road. Now, it is a dome game, which is the only thing that makes this a little hesitant for me. But for all of Arizona's woes this year, and they've had a lot of them, it hasn't been defensive. They're still one of the best defensive teams in the NFL. 
Sure. Now, they've still been pretty good against the pass. In fact, I think against quarterbacks alone, uh, I had this pulled up just a second ago, I think they're still top five. <laughs> against against quarterbacks? About against quarterbacks. Is that on the season? On the season. That you're looking at? Uh, let me take a look. So Arizona. Uh, they're one, two, three, four. Yep. Number four in the year still against quarterbacks. So, so I do not like Drew Brees in this matchup. We talked about it. He's been struggling this year anyway. Uh, Andy Dalton versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look, Andy has been good Andy all year. But you don't attack the Steelers through the air. They've been good against the air. They've been terrible against the ground attack, which is kind of opposite of what Pittsburgh has been for the last forever. And it might rain. And so you know what? To the point where I said that Le'Veon Bell might have an enormous game in this right. game. Uh, so will Jeremy Hill probably. probably. I mean, he's kind of the only other option. He had thought a about decent, him to start. He had a pretty decent day this last week. I also want to point out that D'Angelo Williams is now back off of the injury list. Yes. And he's, he's probably going to get some carries this week, which... And this is Steeler football. Just be aware of that. This is Steeler football in in, in December. They throw the ball a shit ton in October and September, and they whoa it, and everybody goes, wow. But they also remember that they play outside in December. So they start running the ball all through December because they know that teams that can run the ball win playoff games. That is so true. That is so true. Okay. Uh, Mark Eager versus the Arizona Cardinals. Look, Arizona is also the second best team against running backs on the year. Ingram is banged up and splitting carries. No, thank you. The Patriots wide receivers versus the Denver Broncos. Look, one of the England, the New England wide receivers are going to probably score in this game. One of them is probably going to catch a touchdown. And my money on that is probably Malcolm Mitchell. I agree. But I don't want to guess because beyond that, it's not going to be a lot. I, Denver's great on the air. Right. I mean, Edelman might get loose a couple times. He might get loose a couple times, and it might be one of those stat lines where Edelman catches nine balls for 60 fucking yards. But is that, I mean, if you're a PPR league, I guess that's an okay start. But if you're in a standard league, is that what you want? Well, Six points? And if Edelman gets in the end zone. I mean, like, he, he, we talked about this in the last show. He actually, for the first time, truly looks like he's healthy now. He's had two touchdowns on the year. I hear you, but it's just now that he actually looks like he's, he's fair enough. But I, I, what my if point is, somebody wants to gamble that I get. That's what I, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to reinforce your point that you right. know it's either going to be Mitchell or it's going to be Edelman or it's going to be you know like some one off. Yeah, it might it's be a gamble. Chris Hagen catches the fucking fifty yard bomb, and there's there's the one aerial score in that game. I just don't want to guess. Gotcha. Uh, Delaney Walker versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Delaney's probably still going to get a high volume of targets because it's Delaney Walker and Tennessee Titans. So if you have to start him, I get it. But the Chiefs have been third best against the tight ends this year, and that's not against slouches. They have shut down top-name tight ends all year long. Yep, it's true. So I'm, I'm avoiding Delaney Walker. I gotcha. Uh, my sits for this week, I got Eli Manning versus the Lions, Spencer Ware versus the Titans, Baltimore's wide receivers versus the Philadelphia Eagles, DeAndre Hopkins versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, and anyone, uh, any tight end uh, with the – uh, Indianapolis Colts versus the Vikings, Kansas City's defense special teams versus the Titans. And then one last little note, and I'll start with this. If you have to play Kenneth Farrell this week, I get it, but I don't like it. Not with Ronnie Hillman lurching as close by as he is. And I think that if Farrell doesn't get it going in the first half, then you start seeing more Hillman in that game. So if you are the Gordon owner and you went out and you grabbed Farrell, I don't necessarily think it solves your problems for you. Hopefully you went out and you were able to find like Bilal Powell because that's a guaranteed guy to yeah, get the ball this week, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a better start for sure. Uh, yeah. So that's my take on that. So I know we're going to get a ton of questions on that tomorrow. Um, Eli versus the Lions. Eli just did not look good against the. Um, oh, they played the Cowboys last week. 
Yeah. And he had, we, uh, we called it um, that he would have like three turnovers anyway. I mean, we didn't call exactly how it was going to go. Right. But he also didn't look like he was great um, in just throwing the ball in general. Right. And he'll get his yards because OBJ is going to help him out. Sure. Yeah, there were a lot of yards after the catch for OBJ. Um, he tends to look for in volume for OBJ towards the end of the game, right. which makes a little bit of sense. But Detroit's been so good against that passing. So good game. against the air game. Yeah. Um, and quietly. If you if you haven't noticed that, folks, you're not paying attention. So anyway, uh, Eli's a sit for me this week. Yep. Spencer Ware versus the Titans. Look, Spencer hasn't gotten it going since he sat down from that concussion earlier this True. year. True. Even after sitting through the bye week and uh, he sat that one week for the concussions of two straight weeks to get some rest, and he hasn't really put up the kind of points that he was getting nearly even close since then. I don't even know what's really going on there. But because of that, I can't start him against the Titans, who have been pretty decent against the rush anyway. I don't expect Kansas City to focus a lot on running the ball this week. I expect them to throw the ball this week. Uh, Baltimore's wide receivers against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I have to tell you, and I, I'll say this, someone might get loose, but the trending data is is kind of counterfeit here. And the reason why is because in the last three weeks, the Philadelphia secondary has faced Aaron Rodgers, Andy Dalton, and Kirk Cousins, which is kind of a murderer's row Catch having up. to go up right there, right? Now, Joe Flacco, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's shown moments of brilliance, but I just don't feel like that's this game. Yeah, it's a different style of team, too. Baltimore isn't in... This is not the Baltimore team from four years ago that was airing the ball all day long. Right. These are ground and pounders now. Yep. No, I totally agree with that. And plus, I wouldn't even know who to start if I if you were going to pick one. I don't know which one it's going to be on the Baltimore wide receiver um, core. I, Steve Smith Sr.'s there. You got Perryman that's there. You got Mike Wallace who's there. I don't know which one it's going to be. So if you want to flip a coin or roll the dice or whatever you have to do, go I think for it, I guess. In league, I think you can still start Steve Smith Sr. I still think he's going to get enough targets to be relevant. But in a standard league, I don't want to do anything to do with those guys at all. And when I say Steve Smith Jr. might be okay, I mean as a flex. Sure. Yeah. No, the one that the one spot where there's a lot of debate this week between a lot of fantasy experts is uh Dennis Pitta. Because yeah. Pitta had such a big game last week. Right. Now it's like kind of the outlier in his stat sheet for this year, though. Oh he no, had, he had one other game this year correct. where he had a monster game. And then you know what he did after that? Not dick. Right, exactly. For weeks. Exactly. That's exactly right. So just pointing that out to everybody, um, while it does look like a good matchup for the Baltimore wide receivers, the Philadelphia Eagles are trending in a bad way because of what they've had to face recently. Right. Don't don't buy into that. Uh DeAndre Hopkins versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now look, we all know how I feel about Brock Osweiler. I fucking hate that guy. I love how you called him Oz. Yeah, you gave him a nickname. Yeah, I, I just shortened it a little bit there because I don't even like saying his full fucking name. It's just too much respect. Um, the bigger issue here is that teams are running against Jacksonville because they're almost always playing with the lead. So while they're getting up big, they're rushing the football. It's not like you're going to get a lot of passing against them anyway. Well, and surprisingly enough, the Jacksonville Jaguars corners have actually been pretty good this year. Sure. Now they have the rookie yeah. stuff who's played pretty well and. They don't stop the red very well. So just not a lot matching up here in a good way to have like DeAndre play well. I mean, it's he's been suffering this entire season. Suffering based on, is a is a nicety at this point. Yeah. He's been fucking brutal. In fact, if you own DeAndre Hopkins, I'm shocked that you're in the playoffs. Because that you guys usually a guy you have to get in the first two rounds. That is a hell of a hamperance to have to take into the playoffs at this point. Yeah. Yep. I know. <laughs> um, any tight end? Oh, wait. I was also going to say a couple of that. The fact that um, 
you know, teams that play against Jacksonville have been playing with the lead and running the ball. Couple that with how bad Brock is. And uh, I would also expect Lamar Miller and Alfred Blue to combine for 45-plus carries in this Agreed. game. And so I think that I kind of love both those guys. Uh, yep. But Lamar Miller especially. And I'm up against him this week, which means he's just due to go off. Go off. The uh, tight ends for the Indianapolis Colts against the Vikings. Are you really going to start either one of those guys? Jack Doyle. The- <laughs> you're not starting him against the Vikings this week, do no. you? No, you're not. No, you're no. not. Uh, and Dwayne Allen, I'm sorry. You're you're no. you're a decent tight end. Three touchdowns worth for Dwayne Allen yeah. out of the fuck. Fuck Dwayne Allen. Yeah, three yards worth maybe this week is fuck what I'm calling me over. for. Fuck you, Dwayne Allen. And then the Kansas City Chiefs uh, defense special teams against the Tennessee Titans. I'm saying is a sit this week. First, I think that everybody's learned their lesson that you don't kick to Tyree Kill anymore. Right. Well, I you think th- you'd hope so. You just don't give them the opportunity to get those kick returns. And so when you start having a, a team that doesn't even get the opportunity to run it back, that does mean that their defense special teams and fantasy football takes a hit. Um, and I just I if they do kick to Tyreek, they're just fucking stupid. Um, I think they're going to at least once or twice because they consider themselves a defensive squad. And those teams that feel that they're a good defense special team squad always try. Well, you the, watch. You watch that game. Well, They'll the Raiders, kick to him. Well, the Raiders learned. Because <laughs> you know, well, the Raiders have a, they, they have a rich, shitty fucking defense special teams. I can't believe they did that great at all. <laughs> yeah, kick to that guy. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, I mean, if they do decide to kick to Tyreek, I think he could return one. I don't think that they probably will. I think teams have learned their lesson for the most part. The other thing I hate is that this is Arrowhead, and, yeah. and it's freezing ass cold, but I watched Tampa Bay like three weeks ago, roll into Arrowhead and walk out with a win. That never happens, but this is the exact same kind of team that's coming into Arrowhead. My God. So I'm just, maybe this is just a bad taste in my mouth still. I'm just bitter. Maybe this is you still not having any fucking read on my team. team. (laughs) What you're saying is you disagree with that call? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. I think Uh, Kansas City gets a win here. All right. That's fair enough. I I, I can go with that. And we've talked about this over the years. Like, you just really don't take my advice when it comes to Kansas City. Kansas City Chiefs, no. (laughs) Uh, But that doesn't mean you're starting Spencer Ware. No, (laughs) I agree with that one 100%. All right. uh, Should we start getting out of here? Yeah, so uh, you can find us on Fat Guys or Fantasy Fat or Fantasy Fat Guys Fantasy FF FMG. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Holy roller fisters! Week, I don't know where I'm week at right 15 now. We did like three weeks before this I had started. It. Right before I was going to say, you can find our website here, and then it was like bleep. FatGuysFF.com. That'd be the one. Yeah, uh, we have a Twitter account at FatGuysFF, and then we are also at Facebook.com/slash. Fat guys, FF. I'm just trying to keep it easy for you, that my friend. Boy. Uh, we have an email address. It's fatguysff at gmail.com. God damn, See, I can do that it. all day long. You nailed it. Uh, I don't really have anything else this week. You got anything else this week, sir? Done. Done. Fantasy, fantasy football. football.